This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The final day of Space Week here on the program. And as the world commemorates the anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, it's being remembered as an achievement that pushed the limits of technology and broke the limits of our imagination. In reaching the moon 50 years ago tomorrow, NASA created a leg legacy of inspiration that's still being felt today. All this week, Global's Mike Armstrong has been looking at Canada's contribution to the moon landing. And today, well, a bit of a twist to Mike's reporting. Today's story looks instead at what Apollo 11 meant to the men and women who would become Canada's astronauts. My favorite thing... There was a fascination with space that grabbed Julie Payette early. The future astronaut was given a book on the moon landings when she was young. She still has it. There was also a poster on her bedroom door growing up, a collage of images from Apollo 11. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, Saturn V, and and the moon landscape, and the service module, and everything. Payette says what Apollo 11 proves is that inspiration has no borders. Watching astronauts on the moon on TV, even as a little girl growing up in Montreal, she knew she wanted to go to space. The fact that they were American and I was Canadian, that they were guys and I was a girl, or that they spoke this language I barely understood at at that age, English, uh, was not even something I thought about. Against those long odds, Payette would make two space shuttle trips. She'd also eventually have the chance to meet some of her idols, the Apollo 11 astronauts. She calls Neil Armstrong simply the best of the best. Oh, I think these guys had uh, way more courage than, than I would ever have. I, I was following in, into giant footsteps. I can hear your voices bouncing. Well, Chris Hadfield caught the exact same bug. That inspiration would take him to space three times, including a six-month stay on the International Space Station, a trip that would make him a global celebrity. That's one small step for man. And it all started with Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon. Hadfield was only nine years old, but his parents let him stay up late. I resolved directly as a result of that hot July night in 1969, I resolved to try and turn myself into an astronaut. I just knew that I was gonna grow up and I was gonna grow up to be something. I could grow up to be that. The man who would eventually be the first Canadian in space was a 20-year-old university student back in 1969. But that summer, Mark Gurnot was sailing to Europe. July 20th, he was out on the water with a radio. We were in the channel and it was about three in the morning when they when he stepped out onto the surface of the moon. I was looking at the moon and listening to it. I, I was seized with, uh, with uh, the momentousness of the, of the occasion. When Neil Armstrong passed away, you said that that accomplishment felt like it verged on the impossible. That's well put. I mean, yeah. it felt like it was impossible. It did. It did indeed. Uh, there were so many things that had to happen and happen right. Now, for people around the world, Apollo 11 changed the perception of what was possible. But as Chris Hadfield points out, for some, it changed the perception of what was possible for themselves. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Mike Armstrong, Global News, 
Ottawa. Interesting stuff. Thank you, Mike. That's a great report. And, uh, you know, I was there during the summer of 69, and uh, I was actually paid to watch the moon landing. I was a university student at Laurentian University in northern Ontario in Sudbury. And uh, my I had an off-season job working for the university in the audiovisual department. Uh, strange that I would have chosen that. <laughs> it's still kind of in the same business. Uh, but I, I, as a student, I was making student wages, not a lot. But my assignment was to record the entire Apollo 11 mission for the astronomy department of the university. The recording material that we used, or the recording devices, were two-inch uh, recording tape made on uh, on a huge machine. And, of course, the tape reels would only last an hour-ish. And your job was to have the next reel ready uh, so that there was constant. You would never, there would never be a gap. You would start machine B and then replace the reels on A. So you were always recording. So this would necessitate a cot in the studio, an alarm clock, because, well, it was a lot. The footage was fabulous, but there were a lot of long moments of looking at space. <laughs> Not a lot of excitement there, and a person could fall asleep. And I did, more than once. So I had the trusty alarm clock, and I spent the entire uh, lunar mission uh, with the, uh, the Eagle landing and all. I recorded the whole thing for Laurentian University in Sudbury, Ontario. They still have it, and I guess they shared it with all of their colleagues, and it was great fun. Didn't make a lot of money, but what a great way... To experience that, never once during all of that, I guess because I was working and sleep deprived, did it occur to me that I might want to become an astronaut. But I know, listening to Julie Payette and Chris Hatfield and Mark Garneau, among many other Canadian astronauts, that was... That was the tilter. That was the, the break point where they, at Garneau's case, nine years old, uh, Chris Hadfield, rather, at nine years old, basically saying, that's it. If he can do it, so can I. And at nine, it's a good time to make that decision. You got lots of career options, lots of education opportunities. And so off they went. So inspiration to so many people. Very few of us actually became astronauts. But during that summer of 69, my gosh, there were an awful lot of us who imagined ourselves becoming astronauts and just engaging. I suppose what we're, and we're going to talk about this a little later on too, uh, as we continue the Space Week coverage, the whole notion of inspiration. That's what 50 years ago this weekend did for so many of us. It just opened the doors wide to possibilities. Imagine if you can send basically a tin can with a real strong motor up to the moon, set people on it and bring them back home. If you can pull that off, what else? Is, what's next? And that was the stimulus that has kept a lot of people going for a very long time. Great reporting there from Global News' Mike Armstrong in Victoria or in Ottawa as we continue with Space Week here on the Simi Sarah Show.